for a while, I was getting up at like 4 a.m. so that I could sit in absolute silence and work. And ju just write. Just sit down and put pen to paper and write stories or essays or whatever I was going to do. Brainstorm. I, I was literally crawling my ass into bed at about 11 at night, maybe, if I was lucky. And getting up at 4. Um, usually after a tumultuous night's sleep. Because how the hell do you sleep well knowing you have to get up at 4? I've, I've never been able to do it. Like I'm one of those people where if you tell me I have an early rise time, I start worrying about missing it. So I don't get out of bed <laughs> when the rise time comes up because I haven't slept. And I was trying to do all of that because I was living in this world where the work, the writing, is so important, right? Because this is this... I talk a lot about hyper-productivity, entrepreneurship, hustle porn culture, and that's really where we are with this. This is that hustle porn idea that if you want to do it, you get up at five or you get up at four. This is that bullshit that comes from like Tony Robbins and fucking um, Rachel Hollis was notorious for this shit. And people that frankly have a lot of money to do a lot of shit that you and I don't have time to do and sell their hugely successful lives based on, I want to do Pilates, so I get up at 5 a.m. and I'm awesome. Right? And and so this is this idea that if you want, it's, it's funny because if you want self-care, you have to do less self-care to make room for more self-care. Right Now, needless to say, this 4 a.m. writing thing didn't last. It's unsustainable. It didn't work. I wasn't getting good writing done. And I have spent the better part of the last year, couple years, actually, beating my head against a fucking wall, trying to figure out why I can't just work on writing first thing in the morning. Why can't that just happen? Because that's, you know, that's how it goes, right? That's how it is. You want to you wanna do this because you have to do the most important thing first thing in the day. Right? Read any self-help book and they'll tell you that. Make your bed. Defeat resistance. Set your time. Do it. Go, go. It's like being in the fucking Marines. But it'll also drive you insane because the reality is that if you're working as a writer or a painter or a creative or an artist in any way or you're just trying to have some creative outlet... This whole idea of hustle and grind hyper productivity. Well, yeah, of course. Those you see, here's take a step back. You know where this hyper productivity shit comes from? They build it out of the military, which is an agency that prosecutes wars, right? And and I've been in the military, and when you're prosecuting a war, that's a big fucking deal. We also, by the way, take days off in the military. Fun fact, a lot of guys who never served in the military love to tell you that the military never takes days off. Horse shit. Uh, we do. We do. We totally take days off. Um, but that's where it comes from, right? It's just like, well, the military does it. It must be good for you. 75 hard. I don't eat any carbs. I've never looked at sugar. I work out all the time. I do 7 million crunches, and I write 80 pages of handwritten notes in my bullet journal before you even get up. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> like, so why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing up this, this 4am thing? Because I, I want to get to this point where I abandoned trying to do that. Cause here's what I realized. This is all about self love, 
Right. Yeah. You're going to hear a six foot two bearded couple hundred pound dude talk about self-love because it's fucking important. Right, it is. Like, I used to blow it off. I, I live in American culture, too, where we, we don't reward the people who take care of themselves. We reward the people that do the amazing shit and almost died in the process. Right? Hustle, grind, hyper-productivity. I wrote 95 articles in two days. Like, that's what we reward. We stand in awe of your ability to work like a fucking robot. But we don't talk about self-love. And, and I want to take this week to talk about this idea of, of self-love and kind of the change in position that I've come to on it and what you need to learn about it as a creative, as, as someone trying to pursue this. And honestly, as someone trying to pursue any goal, fuck it, this is not creative exclusive. If you're not a writer and you listen to me, this is not writer exclusive. This is like living as a human being shit here. Okay. That's what this is. And I used to think self-love was this kind of cuddly, fuzzy, warm term, like, oh, I need some self-love, need some self-care. Like, it somehow made me weak, right? Like, somehow I'm fucking weak because I need to take care of myself. And, and look, I know where my shit came from. It came from the military in that regard. But the, the problem with that is that just the reason I stopped this whole I need to write first thing in the morning because it's the most important thing is that Here's the revelation. It's not the most important thing. Right? Your novel, your poem, your symphony, your song, your sculpture, your painting, your portrait, your business, your car, your garden, your insert the name here is not the most important thing. Right? That conceptual thing outside of you with the exception of like your dying parents or your children or caring for a loved one of any nature, regardless of those exceptions, the rest of that shit is not the most important thing. It's not. It's a self-help myth. It's a hyper-productivity grift. You got to get up and do the thing most important to you. Well, you know what that is, right? Look, here, here's the deal. I want you to do this exercise that I, I did real quick. And it's free. Amazing. Uh, think about the people that love and care about you. Right? Think about them. Now think about if you never wrote that screenplay. The one you've been telling them you're going to write. The movie you've always talked about. If you never wrote it. If it just never got done. How much would that hurt them? Think about it. If your business never took off off the ground, if you had to go back and get a job, if you had to do other shit, if you had to change your life's direction, how much would that hurt them? How much? You don't have to tell me. You just think about it. Get in your head. Now here we go. Part two. Think about those same people. And imagine what happens to them today if your heart explodes. You just drop dead. How do they react? Take a minute and picture it. Which one hurt them more? The odds are it had nothing to do with your screenplay. It had nothing to do with the book you were going to write or any of that shit. The odds are it's the loss of you. 
And in American culture specifically, we are really shitty about this because we want you to work yourself till you're dead. And then we look at you in your coffin going, oh my God, he worked too hard. Assholes. <laughs> it's true. We like in America, we, re we want you to build a super highway and try not to die anyway. Like, you know, think about the myth of like John Henry, the tall tale of like steel driving man who, who died fucking building a railroad, racing a steam machine. That's what we value. We like that you would die trying to build the fucking railroad. It's stupid. It, it's dumb. This whole idea of not taking care of yourself is, is dumb. So I stopped my 4 a.m. writing routine because I wasn't getting enough sleep. And because it made it very clear in my day that my writing was more important than I am. And that spiraled throughout my day. If I didn't get as much writing done as I wanted to, I didn't feel good about myself. If I wasn't doing things the way I need to, if I wasn't productive, I felt shitty. If I got sick, I was upset. I was sitting with COVID in my bed, worrying when I should have been worrying more about if I was going to survive this shit or not. And I was worried and pissed off in equal measure about how I wasn't getting any work done. I couldn't get work done because I was just too too out of it. I was too fucked up. Because we just, I respect your hustle. I don't respect your hustle. If you don't get eight hours of sleep a night or whatever that good amount of sleep is for you, I don't respect your hustle at all. I don't. Okay, if you spend all day just trying to, if you never take a moment for yourself, but I did all this productive work, then I think you're an idiot. And I don't respect your hustle. I don't think it makes you smarter or a genius or anything else. I think it makes you an idiot. Right? You got to take care of yourself. Your first moments in the morning should be for you. What does my morning look like now? Well, now I get up and you can ask my fiance. I usually slap that alarm. See, she does not work from home like I do. Like my, my marketing work and all, everything is from my home. So I can be a little bit of a lazy bum in the morning if I want to. And she is wonderful about it, by the way, um, because I know she listens. <laughs> she listens to this podcast. But no, seriously, she is. She's great. She's very gracious about it. She gets ready. And I just kind of throw the sheet over my head and lay in bed. And then around 6.45, I slap my alarm and then maybe I get up, maybe I go downstairs, and I, you know, I, I have some supplementation I take in the morning, some multivitamin shit, nothing really crazy. I'm not like Joe Rogan or anything, just, just some multivitamin shit. And then uh, I eat a little something, and then I get my stuff together, and I go for a walk. Right? I don't go for a 20-mile run. I don't go for a 50-mile hike. I go for a walk. Nice, relaxing brisk paced, but one, a walk that I just enjoy. And who knows how long I'll go. I set a timer on my phone for at least 30 minutes. Everything beyond that is completely possible. I just, you know, generally know that I need like that 30 minute time period. So if I keep an alarm, I don't worry about how long I've been walking. And if I get on a good walk, I, it is not uncommon at all for me to turn that alarm off. Now, three days a week after that, I come back home and I do a little uh, strength training push-ups, squats, work with the kettlebells in my garage gym, whatever that is. Then I go upstairs, take a shower, uh, usually taking my first cup of coffee of the day upstairs with me, like, hey, shower coffee. Um, you know, I have my coffee, I get showered, I take a minute. 
I rub some oil in my beard. I, I, you know, put on some clothes. I keep listening to the audiobook. I let my getting ready in the morning be a nice, relaxed pace because it can be. I'm blessed in that regard. I'm able to take time. And I take time. Then I come downstairs and maybe I eat a little something more because by about that time I'm getting a little hungry again. Pour another cup of coffee, maybe read some articles, maybe listen to some music. And then I let myself get relaxed. And I do that because I was recently rereading uh, Ray Bradbury's Zen and the Art of Writing. And in that collection of essays, which you should read if you haven't, it's really good. Uh, in that collection of essays, Ray Bradbury has an essay called Zen in the Art of Writing, where he talks about how you need to write from a place of relaxed mind, right? You need to write from a place of relaxation. You can't force it. He's fucking right. My writing has been much better. My podcasting, I, I'm better because I'm not worried about the shit. Even this podcast, this was going to get recorded sometime this week. And it turns out it got recorded Monday because I was relaxed. I was like, you know, I think I'm ready. I think I know what I want to do. All right, let's do it. Right? Otherwise, it could have been recorded at any point in time. But but it just it fell in today when I was thinking. I made a couple phone calls. You know, I treated the point behind that whole like little walk down of my routine which isn't a hard time routine, mind you. It just it's stuff that happens. Because why? Well, Matt is more important than Matt's fucking novel. Matt is more important than Matt's short stories or the essay he's going to write on Medium or anything else. Matt is the instrument. I am the instrument for the writing and the storytelling, which I do. I am the storyteller. I have to take care of myself. So I treat myself as the priority and I take care of myself. That's how it works feels good. I'm, I'm more productive. I'm, I'm more level-headed uh, than I have been in a while. And and look, this is not an old term thing. This is very new. This is very recent. Um, but I take the time. I take the time because it's worth it. Because you've got to like, you've got to take care of yourself. But more than that, you've got to love yourself. And look, I get it. Self-love is a really easy concept to say and a really hard one to actually practice. Right. Like I grew up and, and I've talked about this more and more these years. I grew up as, as a highly functioning, but nonetheless autistic child in a world where we didn't talk about high functioning autism. Right. I'm almost 40. I turned 42 in less than a month. And in the 80s, when I was displaying the signs of autism, we weren't talking about those as signs of autism. I was just a freak. And a weird kid and a mutant and odd and nobody really wanted to hang out with me or talk to me. Friends were hard to come by for me. I spent a lot of time alone. It led to a bunch of shit. I had very I was abused at home. I had very poor self-esteem. I know I can hear some right-wing asshole going <laughs> self-esteem. Eat shit, numb nuts. I've probably accomplished more than you have too. But self-esteem counts. It's important, okay? These, that's the thing, right? The reason I bring that up, why do I bring up the right wing is self-esteem? Because that's what you're going to hear when you talk about loving yourself and caring for yourself. You hear some dipshit who doesn't live your life or have to deal with your shit going, oh, self-esteem, oh, let me pat you on your little noggin to make you feel better. Dude, I have talked about my struggle with suicide attempts multiple times because of combinations of the factors of of undiagnosed autism, of depression, of trauma from being abused, 
of feeling completely disconnected from the world, of not knowing how to relate to it, of pressure in a lot of ways, and how close I came on a few instances to actually taking my life. And even then I didn't talk about those because I didn't want to hear the guy in the military or at the bar going, self-esteem, little bitch needs self-esteem. Fuck that guy. You do need self-esteem. Now look, I'm not going to pretend that you're going to get self-esteem from other people. And I don't think that this means that people need to get out of your way on the road. I think you need to find that self-esteem within yourself. Whether that happens through achieving things or through just taking a minute to care about yourself in the morning and go for that walk. And when people are running like, ran 90 miles, what's Matt doing? Matt is taking a relaxing walk, motherfucker, because I don't need to run 90 miles. I'm not in a race with anybody. I'm not being chased. I promise you, you'll see how fast I can run if you chase me. I'm not being chased. There's no reason for me to do the run. I'm getting older. The knees hurt. I know age is just a number. It's also an accumulation of strains and pains in my joints and military service, which added its own strain to those joints. Right? Like, I don't give a shit. I go for my walk. I take care of myself. And I'm going to tell you, in taking those minutes to take care of myself in the morning, I love myself more. Not because I have to say anything. I don't have to say any, like, you know, any, what are they, fucking, any affirmations? That's the word I was looking for. I was thinking Stuart Smalley from, like, SNL, right? I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. I'm not going to have you say affirmations. I don't say affirmations. I am aware that I am not my spirit animal. I am. I'm 100% aware that those don't work for me, so I don't do them. But time outside taking a walk and taking a minute to get dressed in the morning and taking those times to like enjoy that stuff, that does. That all works for me. That all helps. That's my way of showing love to myself. Taking a minute to read. Going easy on myself and saying, look, you didn't get the novel written today. It's okay. You did some work. You sat down. You told some stories. You did the thing. It was a good day. Getting away from how many views did I get on Medium? How much money did I earn? How many awards have I gotten? Did someone just read something you wrote and went, hey, that uh, that thing you just wrote? Yeah, pretty good. I liked it. Too many fucking writers are too obsessed over this shit in terms of like money and fame and where I'm at and who recognizes me. And please, please, please validate me. Self-love is realizing, as a writer, self-love is realizing that someone telling you they liked your podcast or they liked your thing you did or that episode was good or that story was really cool. Oh, that one was even better than the last one. That's the cheat. That's the stuff, right? That's the sweet spot. That's the golden ticket. The other shit comes with time. But we're too damn focused on it. Too many young writers. Here comes the, here comes the soapbox. Let me get it out. I'll step up on it real quick. Hang on a minute. Okay, there you go. I'm getting older, man. i got to be careful getting on my soapbox. Too many young writers are being brought up in this damn world where everything is made about how successful they are, how many followers they have, or how many people check the box, or who likes this, or how much money they made. Oh, I'm a bestseller. Guys, becoming an Amazon bestselling author is literally not an impressive achievement anymore. I've been in marketing way too long. If you're going to introduce yourself to me by going, hey, so-and-so, Amazon bestselling writer, I'm going to look right back at you and go, I know how to hack that algorithm too. It's a meaningless fucking achievement. And why the fuck are you introducing yourself with that first? Like, Tom, Amazon best-selling writer. Matt, unimpressed. Right? Jesus. 
Holy shit, find a better way to intro yourselves. Look, I get it, man. Self-love has always been hard for me. I don't feel connected to the world. I have a hard time interpreting the signals of others. I have a hard time with just input in the outside world in general. This is a weird place for me on my best days. But hey, I can still love myself. I think I write great stories. I love them. I'll love them till the day I die. Whether everyone else wants to agree with me or not, I don't care. I, I can't spend my time worrying about whether someone in some literary journal somewhere thinks I'm worthwhile. And it's a struggle. It's not like I'm, I haven't found the fucking mountaintop and attained self-love enlightenment. I haven't. I have to remind myself of it. But what I find is a little bit of this shit every day goes a long way. A few extra minutes in the shower, relaxing, getting clean, feeling good in the morning goes a long fucking way. Taking a breath, having a moment of silence before you start writing, letting yourself write from a place of relaxation, and knowing that the story will come. You just have to sit there and, and be a conduit for it. That's awesome. We have to love ourselves. Look, the world outside is always going to tell you you're too tall, you're too fat, you're too bald, you're too this, you're too that, you don't have enough muscles, you're not this way, you don't conform to this. Everyone wants to put their fucking idea of what you should be on you. That's the version of waking up at 4 a.m., right? That's the mental struggle of 4 a.m. Why was I waking up at 4 a.m.? Because at 4 a.m. I was doing what other people told me I should be doing to be successful, which is getting up and getting to it before anybody else does because life's a competition and I'm going to fucking win. Right? They're always going to have a box to put you in. They're always going to say you should look like this, you should be like this, you should feel like this, you should think like this, this is how you should work, this is what you should do. There's always going to be one. They're always going to have something. Get up at 4 a.m. But just ask yourself for a second, what if you did what I did and said, I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. Fuck you, I want to sleep an extra couple hours. Then I want to lazily get up and go for a walk. I don't want to do my daily pages at 6 a.m. to write for three consistent pages in a stream of consciousness flow that's not structured but is structured. Like, I don't want to do that shit. I want to walk and let my mind have some free time to play. I want to let the thing warm up, man. Well, that's because I'm a precision... Like, I had a guy who I worked with one time who used to drink, like, the most obnoxiously disgusting green-looking substance in the morning ever, and it smelled to high heaven. I don't know what he was drinking, but he always used to come in and he always tried to get me to drink one of these. I'd be like, no, I'm good. 100%. He'd be like, well, you know, Matt, it's because your body's a performance machine. I'm like, dude, you may be a Ferrari, but I'm your daddy's old Chevy, right? It takes a minute to kick over, but I've been starting for 40 years, right? That's how I am. So I'm walking down the street, listening to my audiobook about whatever. There, I don't listen to a ton of self-help. I listen to a lot of books about writing and writing process. I listen to some business stuff. Uh, I listen to a ton of stuff about history and about science. Like, fuck, self-help shit all sounds the same anyway. I let it go. Right? There's other stuff. I listen to fiction. I like it. I have fun. That's it. 
right? Like I treat myself in the morning like a person worth getting up in the morning and going and doing stuff. And I get it. Everyone has different shit and there are different ways you have to do this. I'm not saying do what I do. By all means, please do not do what I do. There are probably better ways to do this shit. That said, do this and take time in whatever form that is for you and understand that you are more important than the thing you produce. Love thyself. And not in the way anybody else tells you you should, but in the way that actually makes you feel fucking loved. Why do we keep doing this like hyper-productivity coaching shit, getting punched in the mouth and going, well, they tell me it's love. It's not love. It's not. You know how you feel love. Feel loved. Love thyself, man. Stop writing at 4 a.m. Unless that's how you feel loved and then do it. What the fuck do I know? But I didn't. Cut the shit. I am. Like I said, that's where we are. We're here with a guy who had a nervous fucking breakdown in December telling you this is how you rebuild your life as a writer. It's weird, man. It's like my Rocky Three moment. It is. This season is my Rocky Three. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know I have a special place in my heart for Rocky Three. Mr. T kicked his ass and he had to come back and train. Get back to basics and learn. And that's where I'm at. My nervous breakdown looked exactly like Mr. T. Anyway, that's where we are. It's been a week. We're going to do another one. I'm glad to talk to y'all again. Can't wait. Excited. Going into the week. Feeling good. Made some changes. They're good. They're, they're still growing on me, but they're good. I think we're getting somewhere. That's about the best we can ask for, right? So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's the week. If you want to engage with me, I'm most commonly on Twitter, at mhamptonwriter. Um, you can find me on Medium, and Matt Hampton is actually the word, name I write under on Medium. I don't have a pen name or a pseudonym. Um, find me on Facebook, social media channels everywhere. If you find me on LinkedIn, you probably won't ever hear anything from me because LinkedIn is a fucking cesspool. Uh, you heard me. Oh, and I don't do Instagram much because I don't keep social media on my phone. It's pretty much my reasoning. Um, yeah, so feel free to reach out, find the show. Thanks for listening. Love yourself, dude. Get out there and do the thing. I'm, I'm just feeling good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it here. So until next time. I am Matt, a working writer who fucking loves himself and is starting to act like he does instead of like I'm punishing myself for past writing sins. Uh, and this has been my confession. I will talk to y'all next time. Get out there and have a